88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. We have another wonderful week and a wonderful priest. We're midway through Lent, and today's um, today's hour is going to be so inspiring. Um, we have Father Michael Sparrow, S.J. You all know him and love him. He's a retreat director and a spiritual spiritual director at Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. Father holds an MFA from the Yale School of Drama and is a doctor of ministry from St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois. He's the founder of Caris, a national Jesuit retreat ministry for young adults in their 20s and 30s, and he's trained spiritual directors at Loyola University in Chicago. He is seen regularly on Shalom World Catholic Television and is heard regularly on WKRC Radio in Cincinnati and WSFI Catholic Radio in the greater Chicagoland area. I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh, and welcome, Father Sparrow. The title, I, before I introduce you, Father, the father what he's going to talk about today is the, the Healing Power of the Paschal Mystery. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Joan. It's a delight to be back. So here we are, halfway through Lent, and I, I think it's good to step back for just a moment and remember what the Lenten journey is all about. The word Lent actually comes from the Anglo-Saxon word meaning uh, lectin, which means spring. And uh, here in the greater Chicago land area, our weather has been bouncing back and forth between spring and winter as uh, we get warm days and cold days. Uh, and I suspect as we make our way through Lent, there are times where we've been quite vigilant in our Lenten practices and other times where we've uh, discovered ourselves to be a bit of a, a slacker. Uh, I, my hope for today is that uh, today's program will inspire us to continue in our Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving for the sake of preparing for our culmination of Lent, the celebration of the Paschal Mystery that begins with the Triduum of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and uh, the most important liturgical day of the whole calendar, our celebration of Easter. So it isn't fasting for the sake of fasting, it isn't uh, prayer for the sake of prayer, nor is it almsgiving for the sake of almsgiving. Think of it as preparation so that we can celebrate Easter more fully. I remember when I was a little boy and Fulton Sheen was very popular, and one of the sayings that he was famous for was, uh, there's no Easter Sunday without a Good Friday. No Easter Sunday without a Good Friday. Uh, a contemporary author whom I much admire, Father Ron Rollheiser, has written a book called The Holy Longing, and he's the first uh, author that I know that directly, in a, in a contemporary way, connected the celebration of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday to the pattern of transformation 
in every Christian's life. All of us are called to imitate uh, this Paschal mystery of Jesus from death to new life. Uh, Old St. Pat's uh, Church downtown, one of the oldest uh, churches in the city of Chicago, oldest parishes in the city of Chicago, has what they call a beloved retreat. And it's actually patterned right around this Paschal mystery. Uh, let's break that down a little bit and reflect on when we say this Paschal mystery, what exactly are we talking about? Holy Thursday, of course, begins with Jesus's institution of the Eucharist, his giving us his body and blood in sacramental form at that Last Supper, and his giving us the great command of loving one another through acts of service. Uh, there's actually two great commandments there of do this in memory of me on Holy Thursday, aren't there? He takes the bread and the wine and he says, do this in memory of me. And that's picked up at every single mass. But he also, in John's gospel, washes his disciples' feet and says, I've given you a command, do this in memory of me. There are two, those two great commandments by way of expressing our love for the Lord and our love for one another entering deeply into the sacramental communion with Jesus and expressing that through humble acts of service. Holy Thursday is also the night where Jesus said goodbye to his disciples, where he was preparing, where he entered into the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed for the strength uh, with Peter, James, and John to be able to be 100% faithful to his Father's command. There are times where we see that we're heading into a difficult time. Holy Thursday moments are those times where we pray for the strength to be able to do what we know we need to be able to do. And it's a time where we need to turn, just like Jesus turned to Peter, James, and John and said, pray with me, for my soul is sorrowful unto death. But we need to turn and ask our friends to pray with us as we pray with those who are going through hard times. Good Friday is, of course, uh, the time where Jesus, more clearly than any other time in his life, shows the depth of his love. Jesus says in John's Gospel, there's no greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. So when we commemorate Good Friday, every year, we're remembering the tremendous love that is poured out from Jesus's pierced heart. We just finished praying uh, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and at this show every Thursday, we begin the show by praying the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And I, th I think that's a great way to begin to talk about healing, because all healing flows from Jesus's heart of compassion, from his heart of mercy. And that's a heart that is pierced with a lance. Um, John's Gospel records that out of the pierced heart of Jesus flows blood and water. That's a medical condition that when 
a, a person dies, the pericardial fluid that surrounds the heart separates, and uh, if we are, if anyone's heart is to be pierced, just as Jesus' heart is pierced, uh, there's this separation uh, uh, which appears as blood and water. The mystical interpretation of that in the image of divine mercy is the healing waters of baptism, the healing waters of Eucharist, which flow from this heart of mercy, this heart of love, this heart of compassion. Every one of us are going to experience moments of great suffering within our own life. The death of our loved ones, losses of jobs. After our break, we'll come back and some of our listeners have asked for particular intentions to be lifted up. There are times of great suffering within our life. Those are the, the Good Friday moments in our life where we especially want to unite ourselves more closely with Jesus on the cross. I've mentioned this several times in the program, but for me, it's a, it's a go-to moment in my own spiritual journey. My dear friend of many years, uh, diocesan priest Father Jim Willig, died in 2001 from renal, renal cell cancer. And he wrote this book, Lessons from the School of Suffering. And in that, he said, the most important lesson that I've learned in my bitter suffering is to unite myself with Jesus on his cross who unites himself with me on my cross. As we commemorate the Paschal mystery, it's this deep union with Jesus in his hour of suffering. We pray to be united with Jesus in his suffering so that Jesus can be united with us in our suffering. That's what transforms the pain from simply being miserable into moments of transformation, where even in the midst of deep suffering, we can experience peace and tranquility. We can experience the deep peace of knowing how much the Lord loves us. Holy Saturday are moments, the commemoration of, of Holy Saturday, are those moments of feeling lost, of those moments where it's not the agony of Good Friday, but it's not the joy of Easter Sunday. It's a time of in-between. We've lost the stability of Jesus, being with Jesus in his public ministry, of seeing the miracles, of hearing his wonderful parables, of sensing his smile. Uh, Holy Saturday is a time of emptiness. It's a time of longing. It's a time of waiting. It's a time of sadness, but it's a time for greater prayer. In the midst of our feeling lost and confused and not knowing which way to turn, there are, and there are always going to be those times in our lives, we need to remember that this isn't the end of the story. <laughs> this isn't the end of the journey. It's a time for drawing together in solidarity with family and friends. It's a time for greater prayer. St. Ignatius says, in those times when we're experiencing desolation, sadness, where we can't feel the comfort of the Lord's love, those are times where naturally we tend to drift. We 
perhaps think that God has abandoned us or either because of our own sinfulness or or our own distraction or our own broken and woundedness. Nothing could be further from the truth. These are times of deep purification, but they are times of watching and waiting and times of vigilance. They're times for greater prayer, greater fasting, uh, greater self-sacrifice. That we might come to the completion of the Paschal mystery of being able to embrace this new life that is Easter. Actually, it's a discipline to be able to embrace the joy of Easter. Pope Francis has written about that in his first apostolic discourse, The Joy of the Gospel. He said, many of us Christians go around as if we're living in a perpetual Lent, as if Lent never ends. Or we're going from one funeral to an another. And he says, yes, of course, Lent is an important time of purification within the liturgical year, but it's not the entire liturgical year, nor is the purpose of Lent simply to say, oh, life is going from one experience of misery to another, one sadness to another, and then we die and we get it over, and then we can be happy in heaven. No, we're meant to experience the joy of Easter within our own life. Remember John 10.10, Jesus has said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Lent is this preparation for the Easter season. And so we want to be able to pray, to be able to let go of our sorrow, to be able to let go of our sadness, to be united in the joy of the victory of Easter. In the spiritual exercises, St. Ignatius Loyola says, pray for the grace of Easter joy. Pray for that great. Pray for that grace. At the, I think I've mentioned this before, but for me it's so instructive. Here we are in the midst of, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, halfway through the Lenten season. And uh, the earliest reference to Lent goes back way back to the beginning of the third century with Saint Irenaeus who wrote to the Pope at the time and, and said, how are we to prepare to celebrate Easter? And he was referencing a tradition that preceded him by many years, perhaps went back actually to the time of the apostles themselves. I, I think that says it exactly right. Lent is a time of preparing to be able to celebrate the joy of Easter. And we do that the climax of Lent is through this triduum liturgical celebration of the fullness of this Paschal mystery, of entering into Holy Thursday of the reminder of the Lord's promise to each of us that he's going to be with us, that he's not going to abandon us, giving us these new commandments of love and service, giving us his body and blood to strengthen us entering into and embracing the sorrows and the hardships of our own life that are those Good Friday moments that are inevitable in our, in our life. But to know that that's not the end of the journey. It's not the end of our life. Uh, I just celebrated a uh, funeral liturgy earlier this week for uh, 
one of the most devout retreatants who had been coming for over 40 years to the Bellarmine Retreat House. Uh, and I was reminded in the midst of celebrating that funeral liturgy of what the church puts in the preface for the funeral mass, that we are reminded that life is not ended for those who die, it's only changed. This paschal mystery that we celebrate of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection is about transformation. The transformation of new life that we experience in the resurrection of Jesus and the new life that Jesus wants each one of us to experience. And after those Good Fridays, there are those periods of watching and waiting and vigilance that is Holy Saturday, that our hearts might be open to the joy of the Easter season. So, Joan, you've been listening and you've been taking <laughs> copious notes. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit ab about that. We have some more time before we enter into a break. And, well, uh, I have to say, for all of our listeners out there, do you know that he just gave that um, 12, 14 minutes without a note? <laughs> Here I have to take notes because I, I have to go back and re remember what he said, but he had no notes. So that's amazing. Well, these are me. things that, that I've been preaching on and praying, praying I know, on for many, I know. many years. I know. I'm joking with yes, you, but yes, I, but yes. it was it was so wonderful. I don't want you to stop. But I do I do have a comment on something you shared about your friend Jim Willig who wrote the book Lessons from the School of Suffering. I read that book and that book touched me so much because for those of us who've had suffering in their lives, be it emotional, physical, spiritual, uh, he, he gave me so many inspirations from his own life. And there was one uh, thing I'm trying to remember as you're speaking. He learned something from, I think it was an admiral, admiral, admiral in the Navy who was imprisoned and tortured by the Viet Cong? Yes. L yeah, let me tell you that tell, story. Tell us Sorry. that story. That's so powerful. Yes. It was Admiral Jeremiah Denton yes. was his name. And uh, his plane had been shot down, and he became a prisoner of war in Vietnam, and mm -hmm. he was tortured. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was brought to the point of absolutely breaking. And he had been rather mediocre in his... He, was a Catholic, but he was not particularly devout. Uh, but in the midst of that torture, he was brought to the to the breaking point. And indeed, that was the point of the torture to be able to sure. break him, so that he would give sure. them give them information, or that he would denounce uh, the United United States. Uh, and in the midst of that, he started to to pray, "Sacred Heart of Jesus." I give my life to you. Mm -hmm. That prayer just welled up within him. He was uniting his suffering with the suffering of Jesus. And he experienced the suffering heart of Jesus being united with his own heart. And when that happened, and this is a, this is a Navy admiral, so this, this is not just a, a priest. This mm -hmm. is a, a man in the midst of excruciating torture. Mm -hmm experienced 
exactly what I was talking about with Father Jim Willig of surrendering himself completely to Jesus, uniting his suffering to the suffering of Jesus. And when Admiral Denton did that, he said there was this peace that just washed over him. And he looked at this man who had been torturing him. And prior to that, he had been filled with fear and anger mm-hmm. and hatred mm-hmm. toward that man. But when he experienced his heart being united to the sacred heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. he said this peace just swept over him and he felt love toward his torturer. And he looked at him with love in his eyes mm-hmm. and it it frightened his torturer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the torturer wanted him to be, mm-hmm. he wanted that hatred in, in his eyes. He wanted that fear in his mm-hmm. eyes. And when Admiral Denton looked back at him with love and compassion, it, it totally unhinged the, his torturer. And he stopped and he said, I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. I, because he sensed this man's humanity. Yeah. He sensed the, the fullness of his life that that his peace and the love that he emanated actually transformed his torturer. Mm-hmm. Not unlike what we hear in the Acts of the Apostles when uh, St. Paul is, is, in, is in prison and there's that earthquake that shakes the, the prison and their chains are loosed and the Roman guard thinks that he's going to have to kill himself because... If a Roman guard lost his prisoners, mm-hmm. he would be executed. Mm-hmm. So he takes out his sword to kill himself, assuming that all of the prisoners had, had died. And Paul said, no, no, don't kill yourself. We're still here. Mm-hmm. We're not running away. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. That so moved the, the Roman guard that he said, I don't know what you got, but whoever your God is, I, I, I want that God. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the guard was, was baptized, he and his entire family. That's the transforming power of the paschal mystery that's allowing jesus's sacred heart to be united with our hearts our hearts united with his i love your emotion when you share that story i love i love the story but i love hearing it from you and i also have a sense that it's not just words this paschal mystery it's real Yes. So that when we unite our suffering to the to the dying of Jesus, we are resurrected. That's exactly, that's the whole point of this Paschal mystery, living the Paschal mystery. It's not just remembering what Jesus did yes. 2,000 years ago yes. and saying, oh, poor Jesus and all that he suffered for me. No, mm-hmm. Jesus wants us to know that we're going to be going through this paschal mystery Mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. there will be those holy thursday good Mm -hmm. friday holy saturday hopefully easter sunday moments in our life Mm -hmm. and the key is uniting ourselves to the sacred heart of jesus so that he can unite himself with us so that his power his love can transform us Let, let me just mention that father jim and i uh uh, did a lot. I dramatized the passion of John, and then Father Jim reflected on it in the midst of his cancer journey at his parish in St. Peter and Paul. That was videotaped. Mm. It's actually available if you go to heartoheart.org. Uh-huh. Heartoheart.org. That videotape is available for 
$15. And Admiral Jeremiah Denton was there at, at that present presentation. Oh. Uh, and he came up afterwards and said how meaningful it was because it just brought back that whole reality yes. of what he had experienced so powerfully. Heart, oh, heart. It, is it just an O? Heart, oh, heart, that, dot org. That's correct. I'm going to go there and, and see the video. Yes. Or order the video. Can we order it? Yes. It's okay. available as a, yes. as a DVD. That's Your name, uh, name of the ministry is, is Heart to Heart. Okay. Uh, ministries, a, a Catholic media ministry, but the website is heartoheart.org. Oh, heart. If you go to Heart to Heart, you'll get a dating site. Oh dear. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's heartoheart.org. Okay, heart. listeners, <laughs> did you hear that? Heartoheart.org. That's going to be a powerful uh, DVD, especially for Easter now. Yes, I can't exactly. wait to order that. Exactly. So this has been life-changing uh, for me, and I hope for our listeners. We're almost out of time for this segment. When we come back, we're going to pray for some of your prayer requests and um, with new faith that Jesus is listening to our prayers and wants to transform us if we only will ask and unite ourselves to his heart. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I'm Sister Marie Julie. I've been a Sister of Charity for 50 wonderful years. It's by the grace of God that I'm a sister. And I often listen to Catholic Radio. And I, I feel that it feeds the hunger of the world. There are so many people who are longing for God, yearning for Him, don't realize where the emptiness comes from or where it's going. And Catholic Radio can help to meet that need. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio 
is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hello and welcome back. We're talking with Father Michael today on the healing power of the Paschal Mystery and what healing and what power he's just talked about. It's so inspiring, Father. Um, before we, we continue with um, your lecture, we have some people that have emailed us and asked for prayers. One is anonymous, and he has a lot of issues. He doesn't want his name posted, but he's um, lack of sleep, um, uh, problems um, with I within his family, um, some evil souls from purgatory. Or, uh, his cousin has cancer. There's a whole raft of problems all surrounding he and his family. So we're going to pray for Anonymous for his family. And then Philip has asked, he's hoping his wife will come back to restore their help restore their marriage to save his home and his family business and all things associated with that. So that's Philip. And then there are um, several people to pray for. Um, Stephanie is going to be having surgery tomorrow. And so we ask for um, healing for Stephanie. And then Lori is facing um, some rounds of chemotherapy. So these are beautiful people who work for the church. And w would you remember them, them, Father? Yes. And I also want to add a young woman by the name of Elizabeth, who has a whole host of physical ailments. Uh, and she's asked for prayers as well. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, on this day when we reflect on the incredible gift of love that you poured out by laying down your life for us, we know that all healing proceeds from you and that no request is too much for you know us and you want only what is best for us. We lift up these good people, Lord, who have asked for our prayerful intercession. We pray for Philip and for his marriage. We pray for the gentleman who has so many problems, the sleep deprivation, difficulties within his family, his cousin suffering from cancer. Uh, my friend Elizabeth, who is beset by so many physical problems, which is so painful for her as a young woman. For Stephanie, who is facing surgery for Lori, who is undergoing chemotherapy, uh, for a priest friend of mine, Father Bernie, who is, has two aneurysms uh, around his heart and who's awaiting surgery, and for all of the unnamed needs of our listeners, we lift these all up to you, Jesus, to your sacred heart, to the immaculate heart of Mary, and we pray that your holy and perfect will be done in their lives. 
Jesus, there is no prayer that we can pray more powerful than surrendering them to your divine will, of surrendering to your divine mercy, for you know what is best for them, Jesus, not just for them physically, but emotionally and especially spiritually. We pray that you would give them a felt sense of your presence, that you would help their spiritual roots to go deeper into the soil of your love, that they may know that they are not forgotten, that they are not abandoned, that there is deep meaning in their suffering if they are able to unite it to you. Give them the grace, Lord, to keep their eyes fixed on you, to pray with holy confidence, for you want only what is best for them, and you know best how to achieve what it is that they need. Whether you choose to heal them suddenly and miraculously, whether you heal them gradually over time, or whether you say to them, I have a better plan for you, pick up your cross and follow me. May they know your love, your mercy, your compassion, your strength. May they be graced on their journey with their eyes fixed on you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we seal our prayer as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace. The, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women and, and blessed, blessed is, is the fruit, fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, us for us sinners, now and at the hour, the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Father, you, um, I, I'm reminded when, as you speak about the transforming power, um, um, the healing power of the Paschal Mystery. You know, most you spoke about the Tritium and the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and of course Easter Mass. Many Catholics go to church without understanding the power of the Mass and the reality of what's happening at Mass. Yes. And I wrote a book on the Mass, and this is so close to my heart. It's like we're talking about transformation. The, the real transformation happens when we can put ourselves and unite ourselves with the host and with the precious blood of Jesus and ask to be united to him only through that will we find transformation. Unite, that's uniting ourselves in the Paschal Mystery. Is that correct, Father? Yes, yes. Um, so love always seeks union. Yes. The lover wants to be united with the beloved. Jesus wants to be united yes. with us. Yes. But love has to be freely chosen. It can't be forced. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's rape. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's coercion. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's incarceration. Sure. Uh, and so this incredible mystery mm -hmm. that God, who is love, God, who is love, seeks to be loved in return mm -hmm. because that's that's where our joy is. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus comes into the, this this world. The word of God becomes incarnate to show us the face, as, as Pope Francis wrote in his announcing this year of divine mercy, mm -hmm. Jesus is the face of the Father's love. Mm -hmm. But to look at the world with so much violence, so much hatred, we can sometimes blame, blame that on God. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus comes into the world to say, 
let me reveal mm-hmm. this face of of mercy yeah. and the ultimate act of his love as you alluded Joan is his laying down his life, life. every mass is the commemoration yeah. not just in memory in in sacramental reality yes. of Jesus yes. becoming sacramentally present because God exists outside of time. That is so hard for us to mm-hmm, fathom mm-hmm. as human beings mm-hmm. because we live in time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Past, present, past, present, mm-hmm. fu- future. God lives with the holy saints in a time beyond time. Mm-hmm. And so it's the eternal now. It's the eternal present. So Jesus is always surrendering himself into the Father's hands. He's always gift, gifting himself totally and unconditionally. When we celebrate the Mass, we tap into that reality. We step into a time beyond time. Mm-hmm. The mystics are those who are able to experience that not just through faith, but in the reality. And yeah. l- let me just add this little detail. Yeah. That's what happened to my friend, Father Jim. Yes. In the last yes. days of his life, yes. he became a mystic. Yes. And he could hardly talk, but he said in halting speech, I have been taken to a place beyond time. Mm. I am filled mm. with the love of God. That's God's desire for us. That's the communion of saints, yes. where there's no discrepancy between God's will and our will. Mm. But it has to be freely chosen. Yes. And when the saints are those who have chosen yes. to, to surrender themselves yes. to God's will. Remember, Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven is the place where there's no discrepancy between God's. God says, go left, we go left. God says, go right, we go right. God says, jump, we jump. Because you're living in God's We're will. We're living in mm-hmm. God's will. Mm-hmm. And when we celebrate the, the Mass, Jesus gives himself once again to the Father mm-hmm. and invites us to unite our hearts to his, to unite our souls to his, to become one in this union of love. Father, if 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 we knew that if we really believe this, we the lines would be a hundred million miles long. Absolutely. You know, and why? What's missing? Why? Why don't we get it? I think faith is missing. I think Jesus said, "Will I find faith when I return, or will there be faith?" Or um, we're, we're so weak in our faith, and w- Jesus loved faith. You know, he's your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you well. Oh, you of, of great faith, he, the, when they lifted the, the paralytic down through the roof, uh, he said, your fa- he was amazed at their faith. Yes. And then he said, your sins are forgiven. So he, he forgives us, <laughs> but he, and he heals us at the same time. And it's a no-brainer. It's like we are the most fortunate people on the face of the planet, Catholics, and we don't always get it. You know, it only takes a little bit of reaching out ourselves and believing it takes faith. And Jesus will work miracles in our lives, especially through the mass. Now, now who's the passionate one? <laughs> uh, oh, gee. I, I really, a, when, when he taught on the Eucharist and he said, this is my, my body and, and, and this is my blood. And 
and then they started to walk away. Yes. Oh, this bread is my body, and the and one. Yes, you're referring to John chapter six, yes, the yes. bread of life discourse. And they yes. were grumbling. They said, "Who can believe this? We can't believe this." But that's like today. Most people don't believe it. You that's, know, that's right. Only thirty, twenty-five percent of Catholics believe in the real presence. They're missing out. Abs you know, you're absolutely right, Joan. Saint Ignatius. Uh, wrote, he said, if people only realized how much God loved them, they would never ever want to sin because they, there's right. no way right. that they would want to offend right. the, the, the one who is love. But we, but we don't realize that. Sometimes I wish I could just get up in church, you know, and just say to the people, you know what, turn on your faith. This is real here, what's happening. Jesus is coming to our altar. And open your hearts to him. He, he wants to unite with us. He wants to give himself to you totally. Yes, but it's not like flipping on a light switch. We, we can walk over and flip on a light switch and the light goes on and there, there it is. We, would that we could turn on, just flip the light switch. Yes. Uh, I, I think a good example of that is, uh, you mentioned at the top of the program that uh, I have a degree in theater and yes. as part of my theater training I had to take lots of dance classes and I, and I love I love to dance yeah but in dance classes you do a lot of stretching uh-huh and if you try and stretch too quickly uh -huh. you, you end up stretching the muscle and damaging the muscle mm -hmm. it has to be done gradually Matter of fact, you mentioned to, to me that you had a massage recently yes. and the massage therapist yes. got, got in there and worked the muscles in too vigorous a fashion and the result was your foot was injured. Right. So in our coming to faith, we, we can pray with as much earnestness as we can and mm -hmm. that's, that's where we have, to, we have to begin with the desire. Mm -hmm. And to recognize, Lord, my faith is weak. Mm -hmm. Strengthen my faith. Mm -hmm. And it's a gradual process. Otherwise, we're going to end up, if it's, we're going to do something stupid like saying, okay, I trust God and I jump, I, I jump out of a building. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and yes. I just expect that the angels are yes, going to come yes, and, and yes. rescue me. I understand. Me. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I understand. Way. It's a daily process. Yes. And what the Lord has said through uh, again through the through the mystics is start now in this process of opening your heart mm -hmm. because as painful and as difficult as it can be to let go of the sins of our past to mm -hmm. let go of the wounds of our past it's much better to do it now while we're living than to wait and to have to do that in purgatory mm -hmm. all of the mystics tell us that that mm -hmm. as painful as this process of transformation mm -hmm. this going through the paschal mystery holy thursday good friday holy saturday mm -hmm. opening our hearts to the joy of easter this is a painful process yeah. Yeah. but it's a whole lot less painful to do it now mm -hmm. <laughs> than, it, than it is to do it later i think you, you might say is it is it a joyful process to to prepare your taxes, you know, at this time of year? No, it's it's a painful process. But it's a whole lot better to do it now rather than getting right. slapped with the penalties of That's the true. IRS later. You good know? analogy. So, so, so face that. Yes, that's good. That tempers 
what I was saying. I love and, that. And we were talking in the break in the midst of, can we unite even the hurts of our past to the Lord? And the answer to that is absolutely yes, because those hurts of the past, if they haven't been transformed, they continue to burden us. Mm-hmm. Our sins, can, can, if they haven't been conf- confessed, they can continue to haunt us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, even sins that have been confessed come back to haunt us through the tempt. The, the devil can, can come back and throw them in our face. And that's where we need to stand in the power of divine mercy and to say, no, <laughs> I've confessed my sins. I'm trusting in God's mercy and God's love. But sometimes it's not just our sins. It hurts that of people rejecting us in the past. If we've been in an abusive marriage or our parents have have struggled with addictions or they've been uh, 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 abusive, uh, those wounds are carried inside of us and they can take many years to heal. And it's not just praying for the healing of our own sins and our own hurts, But as Father Bob Sears, who's been on this Mm -hmm. program many times, says, part of our task is to pray for healing within our family tree, to pray back through our family line for our parents, for our grandparents, for our great-grandparents, because those those hurts and actually that sin can be transmitted through our our bloodlines. Mm -hmm. So we're called to be intercessors. Father Richard Rohr has said, we either transform the pain or we transmit the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Jim Kabicki, who used to be the director of the Pope's Apostleship of Prayer, or what's now known as the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, he wrote a whole, whole book on praying with the Sacred Heart. He said, wounded people wound people. Mm-hmm. Wounded people wound people. Mm-hmm. So when we face our own struggles and our own suffering and you we unite them with the sacred heart of jesus mm-hmm. we're not only helping our own family line to be healed mm-hmm. we're helping all those who come in contact with us mm-hmm. because a joyful it, it's, it's that experience of admiral denton that we yeah. were just speaking yes, about yes, yesterday yes. Uh, uh, earlier in the yes. program when he experienced that power of jesus's love came in coming into his life it transformed his persecutor. That can be each one of us. We are called. Jesus is the face of divine mercy. Jesus is the face of the Father's love. And each one of us as Christians are to are called to become the face of Christ throughout the world. I think it was the same priest you just mentioned who said that the crucifixion is an icon of our transformation. Absolutely. That's yeah. it, pain is our is the greatest gift that we could be ha- have in order to give it to to the Lord and let Him transform it. Let me just put, uh, quickly. I uh, we we have one minute left here in the program. I want to put a, a plug in for a new wonderful film that's coming out. It's going to be released the week before Holy Week. Uh, I think it's, Mar- it's either March twenty third or March twenty fourth. It's called Paul. Apostle of Christ. I've seen it on Facebook. Yes, I would urge all of our listeners to make plans to see that film. I've seen it in the previews. Mm-hmm. I, I had the privilege to work with uh, the scriptwriter and the director Beautiful. and the producers in some of the early uh, versions of that script. 
it's it's exactly on this point. It's the early Christian community yeah. being persecuted in Rome. And it's Paul facing his death, knowing that he is going to die, and yeah. St. Luke visiting him in prison and encouraging Paul to tell his story, and out of that comes the Acts of the Apostles. Beautiful. It's a wonderful story of incredible faith, incredible faith in the midst of tremendous persecution. These early Christian yeah. martyrs yeah. are living the Paschal mystery, and they in their flesh they felt that they were living the passion of jesus thank you for that's a beautiful way to close out our show father would you pray for our listeners lord jesus thank you for coming into this world and surrendering your life that we might have life bless all of our listeners as we continue our lenten journey to be filled with your love your peace and your grace in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen amen thank you father god bless you all you have been listening to healing the whole person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.